It's the DMV Sports Roundtable Podcast. George Wallace, Chris Chion, Jamal Bowens joins me. I tell you what, um, whatever the uh, Washington football team had on Sunday, I, I'm starting to sip of what uh, sipping what they uh, had because one win makes a huge difference. All of a sudden, guys, it goes from this team stinks, they should play for the future, play for first-round draft picks, to wait a minute. They may be onto something. Maybe Coach Ron Rivera wasn't as crazy as we thought. Oh, yeah. He's Let's got this team focused. He's got his quarterback. Yeah. He's got a good defense. We're winning the NFC East. We, excuse me, the Washington football team. George Wallace <laughs> was there. Uh, it, it, bring me off. You really are sipping the ledge, my friend. <laughs> you really are sipping that, huh? Look at you. I'm we. It. I'm look slurping it. Hey, look, Sorry, I, told you, I, tried to tell you, I tried to tell you, but everybody but Jamal <laughs> listens because Jamal is still doesn't understand about Kyle Allen and how much. I understand. Huh? No, go ahead. Say your piece. I got you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we said Kyle Allen, the offense runs a little more smooth. Look, I don't care who they were playing. It's the Dallas Cowboys. If they, I, had I agree. That game, if they had lost that game, it'd have been a lot worse. So you, I don't care who they're playing. We hadn't seen this team execute, so I wanted to see it execute. It did. Defense did what it was supposed to do. Again, if it were the other way around, it would have been a bigger deal. I'm just not going to look at the pessimistic side of the world. I'm sick of all that now we got anyway. So I'm looking at optimism, and I thought the offense ran fine, okay? Uh, Gibson's running the football. And, look, they did it without Jamal's boy, Jerron Christian, along that left side of the offensive line. Hey, don't put him on me. <laughs> so, I him. Look. It's, it's it's uh they're two and five and they're actually in a decent spot to, to actually be able to say that is beyond crazy you just two and five in a decent spot that's an oxymoron if i've ever heard one i just said yeah i understand that but um i think that we can stop the haskins allen talk for right now because yeah. i'm gonna let allen keep going until you know, he, he doesn't deserve to go anymore. You can see he knows the offense a little better. His mobility is there. He, he worked, uh, he put McLaurin to work, and you see what happens when you can run the football. That's it. And the defense, oh, stepped up and did what it was supposed to do against a terrible offensive line in the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, hold on, so, yeah, I know you're upset about this still. Nah, I, I, I got another angle to it, but Cole Hogan was a beast. I give him his credit. His, I mean, that's his first game back? Yeah. Oh, Monster, go ahead. Chief. Was oh, was it a second game back? I think it's his first game. I'm not sure. You were there. You tell well, me. Well, that doesn't mean I paid attention. Out there now, do they? At the what you say? You get fed at those games anymore? Yeah. So you know what? You know what? They had probably the best, and I didn't. I was being very good. I didn't. I didn't get any, but they had a warm uh, s'mores, like a, a package of of warm s'mores. And the media said it was the best food they've ever had at FedEx Field. <laughs> hey, wow. Georgie, Georgie, they didn't have the uh, leftovers from Dan Snyder's uh, G5. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've actually been doing well this year. They have their box lunches and boxed stuff. And, you know, they had Brussels sprouts, which I don't really touch that stuff. I'm not, I don't trust any of that. But, you know, that's some chicken, some chicken tenders, a little salads, yeah. some greens. It's, it's, it's a handful of y'all. They don't have the culture, culture. everybody. It's a handful. Changing yeah. the culture. Absolutely. <laughs> But it's all packaged. You can't just go pick at a cookie anymore. Uh, but anyway, Chion, um, I was uh, I was not a happy camper because I like Dallas oh boy. on Sunday. Boy, they looked terrible, and they lost a lot of people, a lot of money. Woo! 
That was bad. Yeah, you and I were texting. You were right on with Maryland getting their ass whooped, but uh, hey, oh, we don't, we'll don't want to touch, touch that. We'll get it in later. Present <laughs> company excluded. <laughs> I actually think, though, to talk about Dallas just very briefly, this Ben DiNucci at a JMU, he can run. He, like, that is what this Dallas offense really needs. I mean, Andy Dalton's statue getting crushed yeah. by one of the worst offensive lines. At least this kid can take off. And he had like a nice throw in the fourth quarter. I mean, albeit uh, it was against the Washington football team that was kind of already probably coasting. But regardless, um, I think maybe uh, Dallas could be in a bounce back spot against Philadelphia. I don't know. But Washington, no. yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's two, it's two bad teams again. But is Washington still a – do we still call them a bad team after right. that? We feel in ourselves. Yes. That's a great question. I think they are. I think you're right, Chi. I think they are. I mean, look, they got the Giants coming in too, you know, and we saw what they did against the Giants. Now they could bounce back against New York and fix some things they did uh two weeks ago. And I think that is going how about this? If you go out and lay an egg against the Giants, the Cowboys game meant absolutely nothing. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that fair? Oh, Pretty much. I mean, Jamal, in two what's weeks, the matter? Or, you're the biggest fan what? in this room. What's the matter? Look, the thing is this. The winner of this division is ultimately the loser of this division. If you win this division, let's say right now we're looking at maybe six or seven games, eight and eight, 500 might get you the division. What does that really get you? You don't have any bragging rights. Nobody cares. It's a trash division. The other three teams, meanwhile, will probably pick between one to five or five to 10. You will, meanwhile, be in the mid teams or maybe slide on back. If you only win seven, six or seven games, even eight games, you still suck. You <laughs> still have holes. You still have problems. So don't you also need that high draft pick? I don't need to win this trash division. Give me more impact players like Chase Young, and let's build on that. Winning this division really does not get you anything. Uh, yeah. You know what? Playoffs, you what want to you be embroiled in suckiness. You'll get the you'll be the first team to get bounced in a wild card. Add that to the list. Oh, I, I, so what? At least they're making it. At least you're telling me you don't want to make no. the playoffs. That's what you play for. I don't care if you okay, get okay, that's what you play for. If you're you're six and seven, okay, that's nice right now. If you're talking about being a contender, mm-hmm. you you you're not a contender at all right now. If you win this division, the division is garbage, but the three other teams that do not win this division will get prime draft picks and get blue chip talent. Now you might get something later on down the line because you got to pick a little later, but you still need the same talent that they got. So winning this division doesn't mean anything. It's not about winning or losing. I'm, I'm, it sounds like loser talk to certain people and that's fine. But the reality of the situation is whoever wins this division is not really the winner. You set yourself back a couple of paces from the other three teams in the division. So what are we tanking for then? A quarterback? Because quite no, it's, frankly, it's, not, it's not a tank. It's right. not a tank. You play it out. Right. I don't believe in tanking. No, no tank. It's not tanking. It's just what does winning this division really bring you? There's more cons and pros on that list. But they almost you know might just trip into winning the division. That's a thing. They might just you know but, what I'm saying? So you might as well just they, well, they, they could, but also I just listed the setbacks. Looking forward in the big picture, the, the broader scheme of things, it doesn't really help you down the line. Yeah, but he it's can right, he can, right now. He can hang a banner, but this this division is nothing, and no one's going to give you any credit for winning this. 
whether you're Dallas, Philly, the Giants, or the Washington football team, no one is going to get any credit for winning this division. Yeah, so but here's the thing. Wait, you'd rather so you'd rather be three and thirteen, or you'd rather have NFC East champs next year, regardless of the record. I'd rather have a top five or top ten pick than win this garbage division because it brings you nothing. Hmm. It brings wow. you nothing. But we're only into the bye week. You're telling me. It's a new branded team. I mean, this would be a step in the right direction. No. It's supposed 100%. to build some fans when you have them back in the stands. I mean, that's I, a flash in the pan. You play to win the game. I understand. Man Herm Edward, but man Herm flash in the pan. Now, you, you give, see, that's, that is, you know what? That would be prototypical Dan Schneider. Give something just real quick to take your mind off of what the future brings. And building something, but I don't think it's something shiny. Oh, I don't think that's the case. Even if you with six or seven games, that means absolutely nothing. And the grand deal thing, it means nothing. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if you win the games. It doesn't matter if, if let's say you go out and you play in your six and ten or seven and nine. Uh-huh. Oh, you just happen to win the division. That's not going to deter anything. That's going to say that Ron Rivera, I think, is taking the right yeah. steps and towards the future. Six that's and seven wins is not a race towards anything. Well, it, it, that, but that's what you're dealing with this year. But but if it sets you back in draft capital, that's what you need going forward. Now, if you it, it depends on what are you? You, you got to decide what you are. Are you rebuilding or are you win now? See that now that distorts the narrative. Now, if you win this division, now you're in the mind in the mindset of you're a win now team, which you are not. But you don't you don't know that you don't know this is different mindset. These are this different. Is not a win now team. This is different. I'm not saying it's a win now. I'm saying this is a different people mindset wise going forward. But if you win, George, if you win now, you will get in that mindset that, oh, we won division. We're ready to be contenders. No, whoever wins this division, whether it's it's this team or any of the other three, they are not a contender. No matter who wins this division, you can put that in your mind. You can say, oh, we're good. No, you're, you're really in the grand scheme of things. You're not. I think everybody realizes this year how bad the division is and whoever wins it, somebody has to win it. So why not it, it be you? And I don't think that's going to step them back. You're draft, a competitor. Capital You're a competitor. You just talked about you don't want to tank. You're a competitor. You want to win football games. Well, But it's not tanking. I'm not saying anything about intentionally losing games. I'm just saying that who wins this division is a step back of the other three teams in terms of adding talent in the draft. Definitely. I sort of see what you're saying. What I will say is you did not see, or I will ask, you did not see some progression last week against Dallas, albeit it was against the Cowboys. The defense looked pretty damn good, although it is against a very slow Andy Dalton. He was terrible, and uh, Elliot. But there are pieces that I think this team can build around. So what you're basically saying is we can add more in the future but but Jesus, we've seen this before with a serviceable quarterback mm. and a pretty good defense. They actually have some parts they can build on to win this year and put some ideas in place for next year where they can now be a serious factor in the NFC. Thoughts? No, I don't. I don't think any team that wins this division is going to be a serious anything next year. They all have holes. They all need work. No matter if you win this division next year, that does not put you in contention to be a contender next year or even a year after that. You have to build on things. Yeah, I know that with a good defense, a no-name quarterback, yeah, I remember Todd Collins too. So it, it doesn't make a difference to me 
whichever team wins it, you're a step back of the other teams if they play their cards right. What Gee, are you, um, do you agree with me? Gee, are you on my side on this? Yeah, I'm on your side on this. You're I think winning. It's all about winning. Could be dead tomorrow. That's what I'm saying, Jamal. I'm surprised. It's like alcohol, you know. In in the short term, it's a lot of fun, you know. But long term, it's going to damage your life. I want that short-term fun. It's been a tough COVID year, all right? I don't want to see any more losing. Right. We've had enough short-term fun. We're in this spot right now because of short-term fun. Because Dan Snyder has never, like Ernie Grunfield did with the Wizards, has never fully in, embraced a rebuild. This is a perfect time to do it. Now, you've all thrown your young quarterback to the side. Now, you got to start from scratch there. That sets you back in terms of what you could have gotten in terms of a wide receiver, offensive lineman, a safety top in next year's draft. But we have never really embraced a rebuild. So everything has been short term. Everything has been, yeah, we're okay, but look at this. We got Albert Hainsworth and we got Deion Sanders and and you throwing money at it. It doesn't work that way. We're going to have to sit here at one point in time, develop a quarterback, first of all, and embrace a rebuild and fully embrace it. Because your short-term happiness, I've seen that for 20 plus years. All right, hold on. Here's here's how here's how I'm gonna say it. Here's how I'm gonna say it. I think regardless of what happens this year, okay, hear me out. Regardless of how this year plays out, whether they finish four and twelve, six, ten, and six, nine and one and win the division. That is not going to change Ron Rivera's outlook going into next year with the needs of this team. How about that? I answer my that. point. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But my point yeah. has nothing to do with Ron. Nothing to do with it. I'm looking at the other three teams because we're all in the same boat right now. Right. Okay. We're all in the same boat. Although Philadelphia is starting to come around a little bit. Well, little you know, Philly's starting to get healthier. Let me yeah. ask you this question. Since we got the trade day, uh, deadline coming up Tuesday, since you guys want to win now, are we buyers or sellers? Here we go. We have a lot to sell, but are we buyers or sellers? If you give yeah. me something, Kerrigan, if you give me something, Kerrigan, I'd sell him. Yeah, Georgia, go ahead. I'm just saying, if you give me some for Kerrigan, I'd sell him. Ryan Anderson hasn't played. I'd sell him, and mm-hmm. I'd sell Haskins. Who else, Chi? Anybody else? There's nobody. Who would we sell? Um, Can we, you know what? Let's stop using that. Alex, Alex Smith. <laughs> Who would we sell? Oh, you would? But then what? Who's taking Alex Smith? A team, I think a team that wants a veteran backup, if you will. Let's say. Like home. The Chargers are making a run. They feel that they can make a run towards a postseason. They don't believe Tarod Taylor is the guy that can back up Justin Herbert adequately. Maybe a million dollar man? It would have to be something worked out with a contract where Washington paid a good portion of it. But I I know we're we're stretching, but, you know, that's what we do. I think we need the. He, you mentioned Anderson Jones, and I, I agree with that. Uh, the one you're going to get the most that most from is probably Kerrigan. Yeah, uh, and that, that that's probably not a lot. That's probably the best you can get in a dream scenario would be a third round pick, and you're probably not going to get that. And if that's the case, uh, Seattle seems to play be the place where all veteran uh, D Lively go. They're taking oh, yeah. everybody. Dunlap. Uh, Sheldon Ritterson, you get an old D lineman, Seattle will take him. Another team that will take him is uh, San Francisco, George. Mm. 
So you make those calls, but I don't. You know what? I don't think there's a lot of a. Uh, I haven't heard a lot of chatter, and George, you can anybody else can can say what they've heard. There's not a lot of chatter around Haskins. You might be stuck with Haskins. It killed his own stock value, which is fascinating to me. You, you basically, yeah, you you killed your own value of your own player. This mm-hmm. is. It's quite something because they could have really gotten something for him. Obviously, you're going to say he's just not the right guy for our system, blah, blah, blah. But they basically tore him a new one. And now he's basically, uh, if they're going to trade him, it's going to be after a fourth round pick probably, right? It's going to be less than that probably. And I take him. I mean, he's 23. He's got a hot arm. Right. Is that the right description? And you see these backups around the league. And if I am Haskins, I'm telling my agent, um, I'm a starter in this league, and if not, if, if I'm not a starter, then I'm a one a backup. Who are the Cowboys starting again? Cheon, some kid from James Madison. God bless him. Big D, uh, big, big D, big D. How many times say that? <laughs> I mean, the quarterbacking position is so bad. Yeah, they they re Cooper Rush. They brought Cooper Rush back to the practice squad. Who is Dallas's backup now? Besides Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. They just brought him back. But Frank, to your point, and and I agree with that. I think this year, it's you know what everybody deserves an asterisk or a mulligan given the the strainness of this off season. And I've said this before when he was pressing the duty last year. Yeah, these are not excuses; these are just facts. And he comes in this year, uh, first year to be a, a starter, and there's no off season. There's no preseason. Mm-hmm. You don't need no four games. Just something. Everybody in a new system. I don't know how much, George, you can answer this question. I don't know how much teaching mm-hmm. is going on, not with Rivera, but in terms of Turner. I'm not sure there, there wasn't a disconnect there. But if you're talking about immaturity, yes. He had one season in college. He had a hell of a season. Uh, you go into this season. You're a millionaire, 20-something starting quarterback. If any of us would say that we would be mature about the situation, we'd all be lying because I know I would. Right, right, right. So uh, you're not given the best situation. I think anybody, player or coach or whatever, this year kind of, you know, especially with a young quarterback, the way the offseason has gone, let's, you know, let's, 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 it's a little hasty for me. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I've never been one for advocating to get rid of young talent too soon without really giving them a chance to cultivate. And he really wasn't given a chance. And they pretty much cut him off at the knees. And now you you get to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any takers, then what? Right. The relationship is probably scarred forever. So the best possible you didn't have to is to, to move him for something. They got to take whatever they can, quite right. frankly. Yeah, uh, in a couple of days, November third is the trade deadline. The so, is you, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, like that. To your point, that wasn't necessary. Wasn't necessary. It really so, was. So Washington football team is now what two and five, almost halfway through the season. They'll face the uh, Giants after the bye week. We did mention Maryland football earlier. We're yeah. going to give them just five minutes because that's all they. They shouldn't even be deserving of five on, minutes, man. quite frankly. No, no. But you're an alum. They're terrible. They face Minnesota. They're probably big time dogs. Cheon, what's the spread? I bet Minnesota minus 12 at Maryland. What's the line? I'm, I'm just guessing. You only think it's 12? <laughs> Do, is, it, oh, is, it only two, is it much more than that? At seven and a half. 
So wait, Minnesota minus seven and a half. No, 19 and a half. Oh, my bad. <laughs> See there. Look, they're ranked 20. I'm taking Minnesota. Michigan is now 19 and a half point dogs, our favorites on the yeah. road. On the road. I told you guys about the schedule after that first Northwestern game. It's uh, all downhill from it's there. It's all downhill from there. And the reason I'm critical of Maryland is because, and maybe it's just because I know a lot of people that went to Maryland and that's all they talk about is Maryland football. And I don't know why, because they haven't busted a grape in 10 plus years. They haven't done anything. Great. They brought in a coach yeah. who yeah. has a career record now of six and 41. Great recruiter, assistant coach of the year at Alabama, six and 41. And to debut like they did the other night against Northwest, a Northwestern team, which isn't good. 43 to three. Was that the final? Something like that. I, I, I don't know where they can go from here. Well, look, they said they have 57 new players to the to to the system, to the roster. 40 of those are freshmen. We talked last week. I said this this is not an instant situation. This is not mm-hmm. McDonald's. These, this program is on low and slow right now. So you got to work with it. You have 40 freshmen, and most of those are in impact positions. So the, the more, this is not the pros. You can't add uh, free agents to give you an instant boost. It's going to be a process. It's going to be a process. Frank, you have to have some patience, man. Have some patience. That's how you build a college team through recruiting. It's not going to be overnight. Mm. George, you are a Turk. Please say something. He may it's, still be doing his update, so I'm not oh, sure. He's, he's not but I mean, let me say something here because I'm all watching it together because I was following your Twitter feed and I couldn't agree more with what you were saying. Take Talia out of the damn game. He was yeah. not having a good game. Let's not kill his confidence week one, okay? You, you, you didn't name a starter ahead of the game. What's the big deal you put LeJean in uh, when he's struggling? I mean, it's okay in college to play two quarterbacks, and I just think that was bad. Uh, a, a, a poor coaching decision by Loxley who could have maybe, I don't know, gotten this team back into it, built their confidence up, but he just kept – Leaving Talia out there, what did he tell him? To go, oh, go throw it deep now, too. Get us back in the game. I just uh, – that was a little bit frustrating. What's going to happen, I think, with Loxley, unfortunately, is that he got a great recruiting class, mm-hmm. and he's going he's gonna to get let go, basically, as these guys all blossom and somebody else oh, will he was pressing too much, too. He said that the other yes, day. Too. So I agree with you. Take him out. Let him get a breather because it's his first, you know, a lot of pressure on him, or he felt there was a lot of pressure on him. Well, look, it just goes back to what I said before the first game of the season. They drag it out who the starting quarterback is, like they're Alabama. You are Maryland. Yeah. Name a right. starting quarterback and run with it to play this peekaboo. And this is that's the type of stuff the top five teams do. Yep. Not when you're the University of Maryland. You have so much to prove. And there's this aura of like they've arrived to a degree. I'm like, you haven't done anything. No. And no, then lose no. Northwestern 43 to three for the love of God. They better show up better against Minnesota, Georgie. I'm sorry. I had to rant there. I don't know. I don't think I'm, they're not going to beat Minnesota. No, they're they not dogs. No, this, this might be 63 to seven. Oof. This is, go- this is going to be worse. Yeah. Because you've got Minnesota. You have an upset Penn State team. You got Ohio State, 
And then after that, we'll talk about Michigan State, who's not ranked, but they're still Michigan State. So, you know, I don't I don't know what they're going to do is 40 freshmen. You, you get to you got to matriculate these kids. You have to, to groom them up, coach them up. But like you were saying, she, yeah, he's got to like I was you have to get just not the bench. But he had to settle down. He's got the he, he looked jittery. He looked unnerved. Get him out of there. Have him take a seat. Lance knows the offense. There's nothing wrong with that. Go in there for a second and let him see what he can do. And you can bring him back. You don't have to have one clear-cut quarterback in college football. You can run a two-quarterback system. That's fine. But if you have one that looks like he is clearly out of his element, and neither one of them has ever started, not this type of game. And I think if 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 Talia uh, uh, has started, it's probably been against the FCS team when his brother was sitting out. But you have to bring in Lance and get some levity. And I ask everybody, when the hell do we start running the ball? Over the last five-plus years, all they do is run the ball, can't throw it. Right. Now we're tossing the ball all over the damn yard and can't run the ball. And by the way, how – the the thing with quarterbacks drives me crazy. How many times <clears throat> do you take just in basketball? How many times do I pull somebody out of a game because they're overwhelmed on three possessions or whatever? Right. You take you sit down, you watch the yeah. game for five minutes. Right. But the quarterback thing just drives me crazy. The same you can make the argument with Haskins too. You're afraid this the meant the 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 fragile uh what's what I'm looking for? Mentality. Yeah. I mean, you like you're gonna you're gonna ruin these kids. I just don't get it. You gotta be tougher than that. Yeah. Right, Frank. Come on, you're I with mean, me. I don't know. So much, so much Twitter movement when they this kid signed with the Terrapins and Loxley is going to be the savior. There's just I really feel like they've got to have much more of a um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Be a little more reserved, a little more calm, and a little less. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just so ticked off because I want to see progress. On yeah. the field, performance on the field, and less chatter and less less videos and less. Speaking of videos, it's a world we live in now, though, man. I, can't I mean, take that's it not anymore. I cannot take any more of these IG off-season workouts by Wizards players. Oh, who cares? <laughs> I'm done with it. I am so done with it. Dwayne Haskins had his off-season videos. John Wall's got his two-year comeback in the making. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I'm done with it. Please make them stop. Me. I saw Rudy Gay has Please one. Make him- <laughs> Rudy Gay? Rudy Gay. How old is he now? <laughs> and somebody called me saying Rudy Gay looks like a, 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 a cheat code. No, he doesn't. Can't take it. He looks like can't Rudy Gay. Tony the Roots is next. In a gym, in a pickup <laughs> game. That's what every – see, that's what I understand, but people don't get. When they put up these – I don't know who they're playing against. They're, you may have bought a couple guys here and there. John Wall was going back and forth with Beasley. Beasley looked good, but Beasley's not in the league anymore. Not in the league. Right. So like, that's, right there, that, that's where Beasley is right now. So he looks great there. That's not the NBA. You might have a handful of NBA guys out there. Now, he also did play uh, pickup with Kyrie and Durant and some other folks. That's a little different. Right. But, you know, seeing Ky- uh, Rudy Gay – so, oh, he looks he looks like a Chico. He looked great. No, <laughs> he no, he does not. <laughs> He's playing against I don't know who them dudes are. 
They might have paid thirty five dollars to get in the gym. <laughs> they might be in the LA Fitness. I don't know what this is. I can't uh, take it. And then when the team, like, and, and when the team posted too, like, oh look at, yeah, like, literally yeah. putting together a video with music oh, yeah, yeah. of their players working out. But we had. I'm not trying to nitpick. Last year, but this is a guy that was. They didn't send him to the bubble three months ago, but he can right. go to LA Fitness now and just. Willy nilly without any supervision. Am I insane to ask these questions? Where's the supervision? Right. It's COVID. There's an Achilles, and it's just like free running around and playing in the gym. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Frank, you remember during the season, we had the same conversation on this air. Yeah. Stop doing the dunks and all the three. Uh, before, remember, he was doing that before the game. If he's not going to play, I don't want to see it. Correct. He's doing 360 dunks. He's doing this and that. Okay, is he playing? No. Okay, do that in wheels. It's actually funny you bring that up because I wanted to ask you guys, uh, as we're all uh, media personalities, what if you had got the chance? (laughs) What if we were interviewing John Wall and he was playing uh, solitaire or uh, whatever game playing while he was getting interviewed? That's kind of rude. That was brutal. He's playing. Here's what I want to say. Remember, wasn't he on uh, some Instagram or some video of him throwing up gang signs? And then he came out on Twitter and apologized for this. And then two weeks later, he's doing these interviews, playing charades. It's just a whole respect thing to me. Like, it's really not a big deal unless you sort of have some things that you've said you want to make up for. Mm. And he basically said, I got to grow up and not do those types of things. And then two weeks later, he does those type of things. That's just a little bit uh, ridiculous. Don't agree to do these interviews if you're going to act like you don't want to be there. All right, guys, that'll do it for this edition of the DMV Sports Roundtable Podcast with George Wallace, Chris Gian, and Jamal Bowens. I'm Frank Hanran. Thanks for checking us out. We'll talk to you next week.